hesitation Got me going crazy Keep it moving, I'm tuned in to True North Racing The podcast that you need if you got the need for speed John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry Short track, stock car racing Gotta get it hyped, Saturday night under the lights Hear the engine rooming by Smell the gas and feel the vibe Going into overdrive Drop the flag, then the car zooming by Hey, True North Racing, let's go What's up, everyone, and welcome back to episode 53 of the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jomo Media Promotions. My name is John Morrison, and thank you guys for returning back and listening. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share, and comment. I'm going to get that out of the way first before I forget it later on. Um, man, what a weekend it was. What a week it was. If you guys if you guys uh, paid attention last week on my personal Facebook page, if, you get, if uh, any of my listeners are uh, friends with me on Facebook or follow... Uh, Sobble Speedway on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and in their website, you guys would have noticed, and you guys obviously listened last week, you guys would have heard that I am now the uh, social media guy for Sobble Speedway. So this summer, you guys will be seeing me up there as well as Flamber Speedway with the Young Drivers Canadian Vintage Modifieds. Uh, we got an announcement coming up about that in uh, just a few minutes here. Uh, man, I'm excited for that opportunity to. Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 so weird for me to uh, go from doing what I've been doing with the Canadian Modifies, and uh, I'm also going to be splitting my time up at Sobble Speedway for a couple events, uh, and do what I do uh, for the Canadian Modifies as well as do up, up at uh, Sobble Speedway. Uh, I got to talk to Mr. Carly, and I uh, once again I got to thank John Carly. He you know two years ago he <laughs> he took a chance on me. He let me. Yeah, start chasing around the Canadian Modifieds, helping out with uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, race days. I got to go to the track, hang out with the drivers, do, shoot some video, shoot, take some pictures, and uh, it's been one hell of a ride for the last two years. I'm going to continue that in 2022, um, and I'm also going to continue doing Jomo Media here in 2022. So I'm excited. We're going racing, you guys, and I got so much racing scheduled lined up for this year. We are going to be going to, going to go out and have a lot of fun this summer. That is right. So, uh, make sure you guys stay tuned to Joma Media and uh, Joma Media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to see where I will be running. Not where I'll be running because I don't race a car, but see where I'll be running off to, which track I'll be heading off to, in uh, uh, throughout the summer. Uh, who knows where I'll, Who knows where I'll pop up? But you guys will be the first to know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter when and where I will be. Uh, even the Sobble Speedway stuff, I'll let you guys know when I'm up at Sobble. Um, as of right now, I am going up for the Wednesday, July 27th race, which oh, I think is their, I think it's the Dash for Cash. <laughs> I can't remember what they called it. Uh, first week on the job. Give me give me a second here, guys. So it is the uh, annual Dash for Cash, which includes the Roots, Gas Bar United 875 laps, 5,000 to win. Combined force, 40 lap, 2K to win, as well as junior late models, 20 lap race. And that gets all underway on Wednesday, July 27th, starting at 7 p.m. Make sure you guys come on out that night. It's going to be a hell of a night. It's a midweek race. Uh, Jacqueline and myself will be going up that weekend or the week and or, or, for, we'll be heading up Tuesday night and hanging out for the week. So if you guys want to stop by on the 27th and stop by, stay high and, uh, you know, whatever, make sure you guys do. I'm, uh, I'm always available. You guys will be able to sell, uh, see me out there at, on the track and out at the facility. Um, 
So that's one event I'm definitely looking forward to if it's solvable this year. But we're going to go with uh, Joe Media for that night, as we'll be going with uh, Jeff LaFlem, I believe. Uh, pretty much we're scheduled for that one with Jeff. Uh, as it didn't coincide with any other events I had going on at that point. Um, oh, Joe Media stuff. As you guys saw on the weekend, we announced another uh, Joe Media driver, and that is Jay Pepin. He'll be driving the number 43 Canadian Vineyard Modified at Flamborough Speedway this summer. He is a rookie in the club. He raced two events last year. And, uh, you know, he he got that car. He, he redid the car over the winter. And, uh, man, we'll see how he does over the year. He's going to be going up against Scott Tonelli for the uh, Canadian Vineyard Modified Rookie of the Year title. So, of course, you guys will be able to stay here and stay tuned to see how that battle plays out over the course of the summer. Uh, Canadian Vintage Modified, Canadian Vintage Modified News. I got to slow down a little bit. Uh, on, uh, last week we, we announced that we will be having a general meeting, um, at Flamborough Speedway on this coming Sunday, the 10th at noon. Um, if you can make it out uh, as a driver, team owner, uh, please make out, um, I'm excited for the year, guys. We're man, three weeks, three weeks, and we'll be back there going racing. I'm excited. It's oh, I'm getting pumped. I'm getting my GoPros all charged up. I'm getting my racing gear out. We are oh, it's gonna be fun. Um, let me talk about uh, yeah. There's not really much else I really want to talk to you guys about right now. Um, I'm hoping to find out soon what the plan is for the 30th or the 31st or sorry or the uh, May 1st. But uh, once we know, I'm gonna let you guys know. Um, there's something cool happening down at Motoram Car Show. I may or may not be a part of. Yeah, may or may not be part of. Um, so you guys are gonna have to uh, uh, sit back and uh, and check that out once uh, once it once it once we're pretty much it's everything's confirmed, and I will let you guys know what that plan is. Uh, other than that, guys, I I got nothing else for you right now. We are prepared for a hell of a year. With the Canadian Modifieds, with the CV, with the with Joe Media as well, I'm gonna just bring it up here because I want to give a rundown one more time and uh, let you guys know all the drivers we are working with for throughout the summer here on Joe Media. So far, we have Austin Laflemme who will be driving the number four junior late model. We'll also be on the BT Racing Rental Car number four zero uh, seven of Michael Kenny. He's running a mini stock. Ricky Will Ricky Williger. Driving the eight in the Canadian Vineyard Modifieds, number nine in Madison Teen Camp in the mini stocks at Sunset. Twelve of Roland Goodfellow in the mini stocks. Scott Tinelli in the number fourteen with the Canadian Vineyard Modified. Sixteen of Alex Stewart with the Pure Stock. Seventeen of Joe Arsenal with the Canadian Vineyard Modifieds. The seventeen of David Rockwood with the Super Stock. Eighteen of Jared Murphy, um, Oscar Modified Canadian Vineyard Modifieds with him. Number nineteen of John Carley and Mike Westwood with the Canadian Vineyard Modifieds at Flamborough Speedway. The 20 of Logan Dillon with his micro sprint. The 24 of Jeff LaFlemme in his mini stock at Sobble Speedway. 28 of Chris Lawrence in his pure stock. The 28T of Cameron Thompson in his thunder stock. The 31 of Ken McCormick in his pure stock. Jay Pepin in his number 43 Canadian Vineyard Modified. The number 44 of Connor Ross, Adam Ross, and Rob Twitchett in the Canadian Vineyard Modified's Affleck Ross Speedway. Jonathan Vay in the number 44 pure stock. Uh, 44 of Dustin Goodfellow in a mini stock. 45 of Caitlin Wallace in her mini stock. The 50 of Phil Givens in his pure stock. The 59 of Cassie Howard in her, in her pure stock. The 73 of Megan Mitchell and the 92 age of 
Ryan Houston in his mini stock at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. Holy crap, you guys. We're at like 26, 26 drivers this year. It's uh, it's going to be a hell of a year. We're going to have a lot of fun. Get ready to go racing, guys. Uh, all our uh, write-ups are almost complete. We're going to start putting them out here this week, I believe. Uh, you just got to start getting them all typed in and sent on to and scheduled for the year. So that's going to start probably this week. I'm going to start doing this right after uh, once we get done with all this tonight. So without further ado, we're bringing driver of the number 22 APC Quick Wick Pro Late Model. He'll be running full-time at Delaware Speedway this year, as well as the APC Series Championship for the Late Models. We're bringing in Kyle Steckley. All right, this week, guys, on the True North Racing Podcast, we are sitting down with the driver of the number 22 APC Quick Quick Super. Or I don't even know where I'm going to go with that. Anyways, we're sitting down with Kyle Steckley this week. Kyle, how's it going, man? It's going good. How are you? Good. I felt like I just butchered that so, so bad. You you are APC sponsored. You're also Quick Quick sponsor. Uh, you know, let's jump right into that. How, you know, you know, what's your, what, you know, how did, how did how'd that right come about pretty much? Let's just start off. I don't even know where the hell I'm going to go with this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Know, Sorry, I've everyone. Got, <laughs> I've got two really good sponsors, big sponsors in Ontario. So I'm very grateful for that. Very grateful to have their support of APC Auto Parts, Canusa and, and Quickwick. You know, it's some, some of the best sponsors to have in Ontario short track racing. So, very grateful for that. Looking forward to the season. And you said number two, 22 APC, a quick, quick, late model, or quick, quick, late model. I can't even say it, but that's what I was thinking. It right? feels, I'm like, <laughs> it feels so weird to be number 22 because I've always been number 24, but I'm sure I'll get used to it. And I'm looking forward to the season. Absolutely. And you know, 22 is not a number you're, it's not that you're not accustomed to it, especially, you know, your dad is Scott Steckley. He, he, dominated the pinty series for a while there in the number 22 so it's almost fitting for you guys yeah you know it worked out well i was always like being number 24 being something different uh i chose 24 because i was always a huge jeff gordon fan growing up but it's cool cool to be 22 with the history that apc auto parts has with it in their late model program as well as what my dad has done with the number through the pinty series over the years absolutely uh let's jump uh let, you know we're gonna go on this show we talk about where your beginnings were um i want to because obviously you've been around racing your entire life what is your first memory of going to a racetrack i have a lot of memories that i kind of vaguely remember going to the track when i was young with dad but one of my one of my best memories is the 2015 kawartha kawartha speedway pinty's year-end well, at that time, Canadian Tire Series year-end racing, and Dad ended up winning the championship that weekend, and we were camping overnight, and it was a great weekend. I remember that. That was probably the most memorable memory I have of going to the track when I before I was racing and going to the track with him and watching him win that. Well, he ended up second, but when the championship was a great memory. But, you know, going to the track when I was little, following dad around was always always a lot of fun, and I always enjoyed it. 
you know, definitely that would be some, that'd be very enjoyable. Uh, when did you get your start behind the wheel of a, a junior late model? Wasn't it was your first start? Or did you start some before that? I, I ran micro sprints for a couple of years before I hopped in the junior okay. late model. So they ran at Grand Bend Speedway. It was a great track for, for the micro sprints are little six and a half horsepower go-karts with a wing technically base is what they are basically. And I ran those for a couple of years and ended up getting a championship in that before I moved into a junior late model that I ran for two years at Grand Bend Speedway, Sobble Speedway, Full Throttle Motor Speedway, which then I moved up to many stocks for two years at Flambro Speedway. And then last year was my rookie season in pro late models, basically, basically how I started. You know, I remember, uh, I think I'm trying to remember the year here now, because it was a year I was helping out uh, a mini stock driver by the name of Michael Kenny. And we happened, sorry. Yeah, I raced against him. Uh, This is back when you were running junior late models. We were, we were actually at the same, we were at both at full throttle the same night. And uh, you had a, a hard rack coming out of four. And it sounded like a damn bomb went off. Where we're like we were back, like where y'all would come down and around for the pits to like line up. We were all the way down over there, and yep. it just sounded like a bomb went off. I want to talk about that because now that we have you on the show, that's always something I've wanted to bring up about what happened and why and how were you, how do you feel after that? Yeah, well, it was it was the day was going good. We were we were fast in practice, and we started I think third in the race and we were about 10 laps in i was running second catching the leader and going coming out of four the spindle just completely broke and i just went straight in the middle of turn three and four and hard into the wall and you're carrying a lot of speed through the corners in those cars because you don't lift so you're carrying a ton of speed through the corners and it was a pretty hard hit i I remember being a little dizzy, but I don't know. It was that was my very last race in a junior late model. So we we're just going out. The season was ending. It was the last race of the year. And we knew that we were probably gonna sell the junior late model at the end of the year. And of course, the last race we did, we got in a big wreck and had to fix a bunch of it before we sold it. But yeah, that was probably one of the hardest hits I've had in a race car, honestly. Oh, I I, I can believe that. And as soon as you know, we like we were running because we had no clue. Who, what happened out there we wanted to see what happened and of course all the senior all i hear is yeah it was that steckley kid he hit the wall i'm like what <laughs> yeah um so obviously then the following year you jumped up to mini stocks what was that transition like going from you know a smaller horsepower obviously car to a much bigger uh, bigger full body stock car yeah it was definitely a huge huge change but i got on relatively quick because you know throttle control steering was completely different you go from a junior late model that you hardly turn the wheel at all to a mini stock where you're cranking the wheel like 180 degrees <laughs> trying to get the thing turned so it's definitely definitely a learning curve but it was definitely different it, they were both challenging to drive really challenging but they had different challenges and definitely a lot different racing styles Oh, I can believe that. How long, and you ran what the mini stock for two years and how did those seasons go for you? Yeah. The first year we ran a bunch of races at Flambro and one at Sobble and Invitational and we caught, got going relatively quick. We did a bunch of testing, got some wins in and finished third at the Sobble Invitational 50 lap race with like 
I think 33 cars were there. And then Frostfest at the end of the year, there was 42 cars and we qualified. I want to say we qualified second, maybe first, but I can't remember exactly, but we ended up fifth overall in that. We had some issues in the second 50 lap race. So we had, we had some good runs in the first season and then we were looking forward to the next year was going to be a big year and hopefully go for a championship. And that's when COVID hit. So we only ran like four races and we ended up getting two wins and a DNF and a third place finish. So we had a good, a good season there, but just short. Yeah, for sure. You know, COVID, you know, terrorized everything for us for, for the 2020. Um, but that didn't really stop you guys from going out there and testing. eh? No, we, we got a lot of testing in because there wasn't much racing going on, but the tracks were open for testing. You could go testing all you wanted. So we did a ton of testing in the mini stock, a ton of testing with the Pinty's cars that I went and helped for. And we, we had a late model from J.R. Fitzpatrick that we, I went out and did a ton of laps where I ended up making my pro late model debut at Frostfest at the end of 2020. I was going to say, I remember getting there for uh Oh, it was for a practice day. I remember that. And, you know, I was there with the Canadian Vision Modifieds as I usually am. And, you know, all of a sudden I see this 24 car come out. I'm like, who's that? And I'm just not thinking anything of it because I've been standing up in turn four like I usually do all, you know, <laughs> whenever tra- cars are on track. And next thing I know, I'm like, all oh, yours. Oh, that's Deckley's kid. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Let's see how he does. <laughs> and yeah. Dude, from that moment, I was like, this kid's got something. This kid's got something. Yeah. I, I even said it this year for the APC race. When I heard that you were entering, I nudged my girlfriend in turn four. And I was like, watch that 24 car. He's going to be up front at the end of the race. Just you watch. And sure enough, you were. And I was like, last restart, I'm like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked out good at the APC race. Got, got well, not necessarily lucky, but we're in the right spot at the right time. And made it happen moving up to late miles was definitely definitely a big learning curve again the horsepower difference is insane and they drive completely different ones ones that like doesn't turn and bad brakes bad shocks and then you get into a into a late model with great shocks great brakes a ton of horsepower and you are flying out there like you don't have much time to think i remember in the mini stock i'd be like looking in the mirror, kind of looking at my gauges, had time down the straightaways in the late model before you know it, you're getting ready for the next corner. So they're late models. They're definitely, definitely a ton of fun. And they're, they are wicked quick. Absolutely. So I'm going to go back a little bit here. Cause obviously you got that car from Jared Fitzpatrick. Was there a plan for you to go straight to late models or was there more of a plan for you to jump into super stocks before going to late models? We looked at super stocks, but, uh, a lot of super stocks were going for very like very expensive prices, almost as expensive as a as a used late model. And Jr. had a really good deal on his, and we just wanted to get some get some testing in. And you know, we didn't know where it was going to go, but Jr. had a really he gave us a really good deal, and it was you couldn't really pass up the opportunity. And we ended up not even racing that car this past season, and we built a a new McCall car which worked really well for us. But, you know, we weren't really sure at the time where, where it was going to go or how the, how the 2020 season was even going to go because we got the car before COVID was even a thing. So we weren't really sure what was going to happen, what the plans were, but we got the car 
we got a seed in it for me and we just started testing and you know i i picked up quickly got got some good lap times and me and dj kennington end up where we were able to convince dad to to let me go out for for frost fest dj bought us a set of tires so me and dj convinced dad to let me go out for frost fest and then from there we end up we end up deciding what we we're going to do for the 2021 season and we end up getting support from quickwick who was great to us the last two years and i'm excited to continue our partnership and we built him a call car and had a lot of success at Flambro. Absolutely. You know, and that success obviously led you to winning the track championship last year and running only, I think it was about like six, seven events for you guys last year. Yeah, I think it was, there was seven events and three of them were triple crown races. So not many regular season events, but they ran double features. So I think we, I think we got, ended up getting five regular night wins and, one Grisdale triple crown win and then the APC win. So we still still got quite a few wins, but not as many races as I would have liked to do this summer. Absolutely. You know, COVID was still, you know, we we, we still even last year around this time, we were unsure what the plan was going. For. We, we all had yeah. our schedules. We were all set to go. But unfortunately, we were still we were still unsure when we were going. Like right now, we're all getting prepared to go racing. We know what the schedule is. April 30th, yeah. I'll be at Flamborough for the for their opening night. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's last the past years, we had no clue when we were going racing because by the time that first race in June came around, we would already ran, I think, probably like four or five nights at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, you know, you st still walk away with five, five feature wins ish and an APC win, a Grisdale Triple Crown win. That, that ain't nothing to slouch out about. No, we, we definitely had a good year. We, we had a lot of support from McCall's at the start of the season to get used to late models because they're a lot different than anything dad's worked on with Pinties and they've changed a lot since he ran late models. And it's nothing like a mini stock. So we had a lot to learn. We had a rough couple few nights and, but after that we got going and we picked up some wins and we just kept building and building. And, you know, we had a great race at eight in our APC debut. It, everything went perfect that day. We were fastest in practice fastest in qualifying and ended up at the front with 20 to go so that was a great day it was probably well it was definitely my my favorite memory from the season to be able to run with all that competition like Trayton Lapsovich and Brandon Brandon Watson and Matt Perico all those talented guys to be be able to race with them was a, was a ton of fun you know absolutely it would be and then uh and of course at the end of the season there you captured you know you you win. You capped it off down at uh, uh, Delaware Speedway with their final uh, APC race. And if I remember correctly, I heard that you were having to pull your dad's arm to allow you to go race that night as well. Yeah, he was. It worked out all right because there was about three weeks after after the Flambro race, and he was going to be there for Pinties anyways at Delaware. So we were able to go testing a couple times and. Yeah, I know he's a bit more comfortable with it after after we did really well the, the first night and it was a bit easier to convince him to go and it's just so hard because you know a lot of money goes into the APC races with more tires there's no tire rules and you know qualifying longer races you need a couple more crew members so just it's it's more work and more money but 
we were able to, to do that race at Delaware. And I was really happy that we could to get onto another track and race there. And we were doing really good. The car was good in practice. We were first in practice and then we we're trying to read the track and see what it would do as the, as it cooled off and we got into the night and it just made a couple of wrong adjustments and ended up being off for the race. And that that's what makes the difference from a first place to a seventh place where we ended up. And you know what, racing a hundred laps on a Delaware for your first time in, in a competitive race where, where there's, you know, 30 to 35 of the best late malls in Ontario are showing up for, for racing and to come home seventh at, at a, still a, technically a rookie, even though you laid down tons of laps that a win in a seventh is still nothing to, to, to balk at for, for a, a partial campaign you weren't even expecting to run. No, absolutely not. It was, it was a great, great opening season. You know, we had a, a lot of success, a lot of learning, and I'm really looking forward to taking everything we learned from last year into this season, and hopefully we can go out and contend for wins every se- single weekend. Absolutely. And then, of course, this year, you, you guys announced earlier in, uh, I think it was January, February, that you guys were going to be running the 22 APC quick, quick late model down at Delaware full-time, as well as the APC series. Um, how, how did that deal come about? How did you, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, we we're talking from Luke from APC and he wanted to do something because uh, Pete Shepard is obviously retiring for this season. He last season was his last year. So they're looking for a driver for the APC series. And we wanted to run Delaware because it was getting the repave and there's two races there. So, you know, it, it, it's a great place to run weekly at Friday night. So we can, we can make it to most races without any con- conflicts with the Pinty series. So we we're looking at the schedule and want to do something a little different. So we put together a little, we put together a schedule and talked to APC and talked to Quick Quick and came up with some ideas and they both were in for it and got APC, Canusa and Quick Quick on board for the 2022 season, which I'm really looking forward to and happy to have them on board. Absolutely. It's going to be a, uh... As the, as the kids would like to say, hashtag 22 in 22, I guess you could yeah. say. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So running Delaware, you know, that's that's compared to Flamborough, compared to Grand Bend, compared to uh, Full Throttle is, is a lot, lot bigger. What was that transition like going from Flamborough to Delaware? Yeah, it was definitely different. Flamborough is pretty small and it's smooth. You know, it's a smooth track and went over to Delaware and just, bouncing down the hole straight away into the corner going going twice the speed and then you're like well i'm not gonna make this corner because you go into the corner and there's no grip and you're still bouncing it's just it's completely different so it's definitely a big learning curve it took me a while to catch on to the track but a couple tests and we got her down pretty good and we were running good lap times and you know it i i really enjoyed it it was a challenge and had a lot of fun racing racing side by side was really hard at that track Absolutely, because you got the, the – it's very, very flat. You know, how, how long it is, it's still very flat, and there's not much room on the outside. And, of course, with that repave, I've been talking to a couple guys, and they, they're thinking that they're, they may add a little bit of extra grip to that outside lane now. Yeah, you know, everyone's saying something a little different, so I think we're just going to have to wait to see and see where everyone's running on the 23rd, which is the, the opening Delaware test day. So we'll have to see what people are doing then and – you know, I think it's going to be a lot different than last year. Absolutely, I think so too. And you know, for 2022, you, we we just said it. We just said it. We just said it a little bit ago here that 
you're running full-time Delaware, full-time APC, which means you haven't been to Sobble with a, in a pro late model, have you? No. You haven't been to Sunset in a pro late model, have you? No. Nor have you been to Peterborough. In a... No, I've never. <laughs> I've, I've never been to Peterborough in anything. I've never even watched a race at the track. So, so what are your expectations going into the season and looking at those three tracks that you've never been to? Yeah, you know, I, I've got my expectations set pretty high, which, you know, I think some people set them low and then they achieve them easy where I think you might as well set your goals high. And if you don't achieve them, it is what it is. Like some don't shoot high for, but you know, I think, I think we can be strong at Sobble for sure. It's kind of similar to Flamborough. I've raced there in a mini stock. I've tested at sunset. So I want to go testing there again for sure. Cause it's a really challenging track. So that'll be a tough one to get a hold of, but see how the first race goes and the second race maybe be competitive <coughs> excuse me um peterborough is gonna be tricky it's gonna be tough and you know hopefully it can catch on quick see if we hopefully can get testing because it's a far way away from us but we'll see where see what happens but you know we're gonna have to really capitalize on the delaware and flamborough races in the apc series because it's going to be tough racing at Sauble and Sunset and Peterborough where I've never been before. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, the one thing I always keep hearing about Peterborough is turn one is quite a little tricky of a, a turn to, uh, to handle. That's the yeah, one track. Yeah. Peterborough is definitely a tricky track. So it's going to be going to be interesting to get on there. I'd like to go testing, but it's not really looking good because they just came out with a rule that you're only allowed to go to two tests all year, which I don't know if you know or not, but there's a tire shortage and uh, you're only allowed to go to two tests all year. So it's going to, I don't know if we're going to get out to Peterborough, but uh, I definitely like to get there before the race. So maybe we'll have to go there in a super stock or something just to get some laps around the track. Absolutely, because that's that's definitely a little bit of a, you know, you you said it right. You know, we got we're in a tire shortage right now. Where luckily Grisdale's was able to, you know, Grisdale has a lot of tires in stock right now, as far as I know, and they're getting another shipment soon. And now, is that just for all of Ontario? Or is that just for like APC cars for the? That's testing? just an APC rule. Okay, that's an APC rule for the testing that they came out with because of the tire shortage. So you're only allowed to go to two tests and get four, one set of tires. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Okay, that's an, okay. Hey, we're learning something new tonight. That's all. Yeah, uh, that's just a new rule. So I, I don't know if I'm not supposed to be saying it or not, but it got it got emailed to all the competitors. So I, that's going to be different for the season, but makes it it changes things a little bit. Absolutely, and. uh you know, with, with limited testing, that means you know you can't you 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 already say you you said it yourself your expectations are high, but you're gonna I'm sure you're gonna be realistic about them as well. Yep, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's definitely I know how challenging it is and how competitive the series is, and you know how how perfect your day has to go to get a win. So you you can't set your expectations unrealistic, and you have to have you have to realize how how difficult it is to get an APC win, even though. I did get an APC win in the first 
in the first race I did, but you know, there, there's a lot of great, great guys in the series. You know, there's 15 cars that could win any night. So you have to be realistic in your goals. You know, that it's, uh, you're absolutely correct. You gotta be realistic. Um, going forward, what do you, where do you see yourself racing in the near future? Do you still, you see yourself in an APC car or do you see yourself hopefully moving up to a Pinty's car? Yeah, I'd like to run some Pinties, you know, maybe get out and do some testing this year. Maybe, maybe do a race at the end of the year, see how it goes. But, you know, right now I'm focused on late models, running up front in a late model and going to see, see what happens this year and see, see what, see what we can do. I'd love to run Pinties, but, you know, currently our focus is on the APC series. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a couple of minutes here. We're going to do our fan question period. And as you saw earlier today, we uh, put out there on our social medias on Facebook, Instagram that we had you coming on tonight and we got some questions for you. Are you ready to answer them? Yep. All right. First one up is Mr. J.R. Fitzpatrick. Who would you want to battle it out with for the APC Series Championship in 2022? I think that's pretty obvious. I'd love to battle with JR. You know, we have a great relationship with him and he's a great guy to race against. Very clean, respectful, but he races you hard. So I'd love to race with him head to head for the APC championship. You know, I'd love to race against, I love racing against Trayton. He's a great guy, real clean. We're, we race with each other on iRacing. So love racing with him. You know, a lot, a lot of the guys in APC are, are great guys. So, you know, I'd really just like to be in contention for the APC series championship and whoever I'm end up racing against, we're going to go hard and battle hard and see what we can do. Sounds good. Our next question comes to us from Nicole Stewart and she goes, what's the track you're the most looking forward to in 2022? I'm looking forward to racing at sunset the most because of how challenging it is. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to racing the regular nights at Delaware as well. And our last question comes to us, comes to us from Dana Morneau. Who are you most looking forward to racing with this year? Uh, I'm looking forward to racing with her brother Ray at Delaware. He's a great racer, fun, fun to race against. And he's going to be tough to beat at Delaware on Friday night. So it's going to be fun racing against him. Looking forward to racing against JR. He's going to be really good this year. So excited to racing against him. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys I enjoy racing with, but that's just a couple that I'm really looking forward to. All right. Well, that ends our uh, fan question period. Of course, we want to thank all our fans for uh, submitting their questions. Make sure you guys check in each Sunday at noon to find out who our guests will be the, uh, for that night. Uh, of course, we want to thank Kyle for uh, ans- taking some time and answering those questions for us. And, uh, so now we're going to go back here and I want to talk a little bit more. Uh, I'm trying to think here for a second. Uh, you may hate Sunday brain. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's always so much to go on. And like, I'm thinking like, damn, like, okay, I can't, in my mind, I'm just like, Oh, I watched the race today. I uh, did this today. Okay. What else? Like while, while I'm thinking yeah. here, while I'm standing here talking to you. I'm just like, man, Oh, okay. What, wouldn't it be cool if that happened? Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> What is a, I, you've been in full body, besides your uh, micro sprint, you've been in full body stock cars since then. What division would you like to run that you, that, or what's a division that you hope you'd run one day? Open wheel, closed wheel, dirt, asphalt, doesn't matter. 
Uh, I love Toronto dirt sprint car. I think those those cars are crazy. The drivers are are crazy. So I'd love to get in. Maybe not even race one, but just run some test laps around Rush Weekend or something in a sprint car. I, I think that'd be a ton of fun. Uh, honestly, it would. I think it would be. I think it would be cool. We just saw J.R. Fitzpatrick just talking about it the other day. There, yeah. you know, him thinking maybe going dirt, which I didn't even know he did dirt at one point. But yeah. I finally got to go to more dirt tracks last year and oh I gotta say those those boys and girls are absolutely nuts who get behind the wheel of those sprint cars. Yeah, they're definitely definitely something else and it's crazy watching them. I love watching the dirt racing. So I'd love to try that out one day. For sure. You know, that's I I I'm I'm good sticking to my dirt race dirt dirt racing games that I got. I'm <laughs> you never catch me near one of those things. <laughs> I do a lot of weird stuff uh, or not weird, sketchy stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about racing. You know, last year at Flamborough, what, what was it like running Flamborough? What was it like winning the championship for you? It was a lot of fun. You know, first year in, in the late mall, we were running at Flamborough. Is, I love I love Flamborough. A lot of people say it's hard to pass and, you know, it doesn't create that, that good of racing, but I think it's, it creates some great racing because of that. It's so hard to pass. So you have to, as a driver, you have to be patient. You have to make your, make your move at the right time, get a run, create a run somehow. It's really hard to pass. So learning to pass there, I think it'll help me a lot at other tracks. You know, it's maybe not as hard to create a run or that sort of speak. So running there was a great, great place to run in my first year and we obviously had a lot of success so really excited to go back there in the APC series and hopefully we can run a couple couple of regular nights in there as well for sure you know going going forward is there any way you might think of going taking your uh pro late model car we've seen train Lasovich do it recently uh, have you ever thought of taking your car across the border and uh running for uh one of those uh, uh great races down in the states yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, the racing in the States is crazy. It's, we went down and watched the Snowball Derby this year, and it's just a completely different atmosphere. So I, I'd love to one day take take my car down to the States and run run a Snowball Derby or a, or a Nashville Fairgrounds race. You know, something like that would be an amazing experience. But obviously, that's a, that's a lot of money and time spent to go down there. So, you know, if we could put something together, I, I'd be all for it, and I'd love to do it. But you know, I'd love to put some together one day. For sure. With your dad kind of obviously owning 22, 22 racing, uh, where do you fall underneath that banner? As obviously you are, you're obviously a top tier driver, but what has he, what has he helped you with throughout your career here? Obviously yeah, he's, 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 started. Helped, he's helped me with everything in racing, you know, not just driving the car, but working on the cars. I'm, constantly out at the race shop working on my car working on the pinty's cars going to test so you know he's helped me with with all that and you know he's i've always included in the racing so you know i've learned a ton in the pinty's cars i was on trayton's crew last year going and helping out with him so learned a lot of a lot of that and you know if i if i would move up to pinty's it'd be a bit easier because i've been around the cars for so long and been on the crew and know what know what it's like know how they drive kind of so i think he's just he's been great help he's taught me everything i know from from racing from working on the cars from 
you know, marketing, everything. He's just been a great leader and can't thank him for everything he's taught me enough. What's he like on race day? That's what I'd tell him I really want to know. Uh, he's, I think he definitely gets really nervous when I'm racing, but he's pretty calm. Normally at Pinty's races, pretty laid back, just observing everyone, helping if they need help. But I think when I'm racing, he gets pretty nervous and, you know, he's, he's, Normally pretty calm with me. Doesn't get upset if I do anything wrong normally, but he, he wants the best for me and, you know, helps me wherever he can or sees something I'm doing wrong. He helps me out and, you know, he's right in there. He's, he's making the adjustments, making the decisions and he's, he's definitely a huge help. You know what? I'll agree to that, that he is nervous when, when you're out on track, there's been times he stood, you know, less than five feet away from me up on the fence there in turn four. And I'm just looking over at him every time you're out there. I'm just like, oh boy, this is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, you got your first you got your first win, and he was just absolutely going nuts over there, and it <laughs> very much so. But I, I can see the nervousness come across him as soon as you guys drop that green flag out there, and you know you're you're somewhere mid pack or whatever. He, I I can see it on his face. I'm like, oh, this should be interesting. Let me just watch this real quick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's cool to see when he gets excited because he doesn't doesn't normally get too excited or anything. He's normally pretty calm. So to see him get excited at like the Flamborough APC race and the first win this year at Flamborough was was pretty cool to see. Absolutely, you know, uh, coming from a racing family, obviously you you've been around the sport for years. You've been around the sport uh, uh, to, to almost everywhere. What's been one of the coolest places you've gone with them? Uh, when I, in 2015, I went to St. Estache with, with the crew and the Pinty's crew and I was still kind of too young to help out, but it was a cool experience being, it was kind of my first experience being part of the crew. So that was a great memory I had. It was a road trip. We went in the, in the truck and trailer and, and drove out to Quebec. And that was probably, probably one of the coolest places I went. I've always wanted to go out to Riverside Speedway. Dad always said I was such an amazing track, but unfortunately they stopped going there before I got the chance to go out there. So maybe someday we could take the late mall out there and do one of their IWK 250 races. That'd be pretty cool. That's what I was just about to say. If you weren't going to say, I was like, Dan, just take it to the IWK. You know, yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that'd yeah. be a great event in itself. Um, oh man, I just had something. I just blanked on it. Don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I had something so good to say. <laughs> oh my god oh, okay uh, <laughs> so did your dad like was your dad one of the truck drivers for your for the team or was he just did he, you guys just hop in the truck and rode along with them no my my cousin cousin randy and his brother james they were always the two truck drivers for the for the team and they always drove the trucks out and we would we would drive with them every once in a while but a lot of times on the longer trips we'd fly fly down or drive separately so we'd go with them the odd time and that was kind of my first experience in the big truck and trailer so it was, it was definitely cool nice oh now i remember what i wanted to bring up uh so how's that picture look up in the shop there of the car of the, of the picture i took there for you yeah we got it hanging up beside <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of pictures from when dad raced so it looks pretty cool it's definitely a neat picture and got it for dad's birth or for Christmas for dad. And he always, he always loved that picture. He's got it as his home screen on, on his oh, phone. Does he really? So, 
Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. We, we've got it hanging up on the wall. It looks good. Honestly, man, when you reached out to me and it was like, hey, man, can you send me that picture? I was like, yeah, I got no issues with it. Shit. Any pictures I take is just pretty much whatever. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, you, you know, oh, I did this with them. I'm like, all right, man, you got to show me a picture of that. Because like that, I, honestly, man, when you said, so I, sometimes I get starstruck a little bit. Actually, I do get starstruck because very much <laughs> of the sport, I, I reach out to people who I probably would not go up and talk to in person. And that's just BS I've gone through for years. But for me, you know, talking to you and, and oh, you know, on and off here and there and, and about just different things. When you told me that you guys were going to put it up in the shop, that I not going to lie, I fangirled just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because to me, that is that's something I never would have thought would ever happen. I'm just like, damn, now there's a piece of piece of work that I that I took a picture of at, did a small edit to it and now it's sitting up in in a in a, essentially in a race shop for you guys and and dude it's awesome it looks cool yeah yeah I know it's a great picture it looks awesome the the little edit you put on it with the clouds in the background it, it makes the car look pretty awesome and it was it was that one of the very first tests so we were like oh yeah oh, we yeah. got this awesome picture of the car so it was before any of the races and you know it, it's a great picture and we got her up on the wall we got it printed and it's real big and it, it looks great up there beside some other pictures of dad's old cars you want to know something funny about that the only edit i did was pretty much pixelating other other stuff the clouds and everything was all natural yeah it was just me just messing with some buttons the rest of it was 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 the natural shot. It was it. I was like, man, I'm like, this actually looks really good. It's one of my best ones. Yeah. No, it's a great shot. All right, man. Well, I'm not. It's not. It's you know, it's a little bit later now. I'm not gonna let you gonna hold you up any much longer. Thank you for hanging out with me tonight. Is uh, well, is there anyone you want to thank? On. Yeah, I just gotta thank all of everyone at Twenty Two Racing who's helped me over the years. Quick, quick, who's been great. Great supporter, APC Auto Parts and Canusa for coming on board. All their su supporters who are going to be on my car this year. And, you know, all my local sponsors. I can't thank all the support I get from everyone enough. I have a ton of supporters, so thanks to all of them. And looking forward to the season and seeing you at the track. And I'm sure, sure we're going to see each other at a, a lot of races, and hopefully we can have a lot of success. Sounds good, man. Well, anyways, you have yourself a good night. Thank you for jumping on with us this week. It was a pleasure chatting with you and getting a catching up with you a little bit and uh hopefully I see you at a track uh in 2022 yeah thanks for having me on all right man you have yourself a great night all right you too all right bye now bye all right guys that was the driver who's going to be donning the 22 this year in the uh abc late model series as well as the uh delaware Weekly Friday night racing, Mr. Kyle Stackley. Of course, we want to thank Kyle for jumping on with us this week. It was a pleasure chatting with him, getting to know him, and uh, hopefully seeing him around the track this summer. Uh, I'm sure this summer he's going to be busy as heck. He's going to have lots of fun, and hopefully he gets to test that uh, Pinty Series car and maybe even get into a race or two this year. Um, next week's next week, guys, we are coming back with a new episode of the True North Racing Podcast. Make sure you guys stay tuned next Sunday at noon. As we guys will find out who our next who next week's guest is gonna be. Now, if you guys have been paying attention, you guys will know we are booked 
for drivers all the way into July. Yeah, that is right. We are on we're only on episode 6 of the season, you guys. And uh you know, we're we're I'm scheduled almost all, halfway into July now. Yeah, we're we're booked pretty good now. And uh it's, you know, thank you to all our guests who who reached out and said, "Hey man, I want to come on" or even, you know, uh people who uh you know, want to come on and and you know, if you guys want to be a guest, please reach out. I'm more than willing to bring you guys on and uh schedule guys in for a spot. It's uh yeah, so make sure you guys reach out if you guys want to come on. And uh keep listening, guys. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, share the crap out of this thing because it is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube now. That is right. We are gonna be uploading over the time here. We're gonna hopefully hopefully gonna get more and more videos of our past uh guests up on the show of the show up on the uh up on YouTube. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna post the full interview with our guests there. So if you guys want to know any more other tidbits, you guys are gonna have to listen here on our usual uh apple google and spotify um uh as i did <laughs> as for as of right now i just don't have the time to to bring everything all to video like that um anyways guys it's uh it's it's always fun doing this it's uh it's a pleasure i got to thank all our guests who who have come on in the past and who are going to continue coming on uh if you guys want to support us you know we have uh we have available merch Head on over to our links in our bio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and get yourself some Joma Media and True North Racing Podcast apparel. We got shirts, hats, hoodies, long sleeve shirts. Um, and this year, guys, we're probably going to be, I've got, I got to go sit down and go talk to a friend of mine. We're going to be bringing more available ready to you merch, hopefully soon, hopefully in, in, in the next month or two. Between the two of us, we've been just so busy um, trying to get other things set up. So uh, it, it's <laughs> it's been hard, but we're gonna sit down, we're gonna nail out this thing, and we're gonna see what we can do going forward. Other than that, guys, I don't think I have anything else for y'all this week. Make sure you guys, like I said, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, share the crap out of the show. Find Jomo Media and Promotions on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are also available on YouTube at Jomo Promos. I think that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> The link for that is in our bio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, it is a link tree, so you guys can find our merch. You guys can find our podcast and uh, so much more there. That we have our, our supporters. We have uh, Driver Cal. We have uh, uh, Lift the Visor on there. So if you guys go, when you guys are over there, make sure you guys go check them out as well, as those guys are great supporters of motorsports. And uh, you know, as Driver Cal says, I support motorsports. <laughs> You know, I love rocking my t-shirt from them for that. Uh, yeah, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, share our posts. Let's get this show out to as many people as we can. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens each and every week. You guys are a blast. Thank you, guys. Make sure, Like I said, make sure you guys tune in next Sunday at noon on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to see who that week's guest will be. Uh, other than that, like I said, I've been saying that for a couple times now. <laughs> I got to find a new one to say. Uh, once again, guys, my name is John Morrison, and you guys are listening to the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jumbo Media Promotions. We'll see you all next week. Bye now.